Welcome to episode 40 on today's show. I have Callie Stokes, redshirt freshman from Southern California, who currently plays on the Gonzaga women's basketball team. You and the team are leaving for the NCAA tournament tomorrow. Congratulations. How does it feel to be going to the big dance, you know, during your first full season? What was the reaction and for between you and your teammates and the mood like, you know, throughout the locker room when you first heard your, you know, you guys' name called? Yeah, it's super exciting. You know, you work all year towards it. And I think it's so easy to be tripped up and, uh, you know, we're expected to do this. But I think just being grateful at the end of the day because thousands of athletes would um, do whatever it takes to get in our position. So just extremely excited, grateful. How do you feel about your play so far this season? What have you learned about yourself, you know, the most as a player and as a person? I'm kind of a role player this season, which was hard for me to come to terms with at first because we were talking earlier, um, just come out of high school, you're the go-to guy. You're the person, you know, averaging 25 a game. And then you come to college and, you know, you got other people that are averaging 30 a game, 25 a game, just like you were. This year has just been a year of growth for me, learning my role and how to help the team have success because it's not going to be scoring at the end of the day Mm -hmm. all the time for me. Um, And just learning how I can contribute um, in different ways than I did in high school necessarily. What are those different ways? Are you focusing more on your defense? Are you focusing more on denying the post better? Are you focusing more on rebounding the ball? Are you focusing more on getting your uh, teammates involved and being a playmaker? Different aspects are you doing now that more, doing now more that you did differently throughout high school besides score the ball? I think the little things is probably my biggest impact right now that I'm trying to make, whether it be hustle plays, the 50-50 balls. Rebounding has been big for me this year, just getting our team extra possessions. Because I don't always have the ball in my hands, but it's doing the little things to help our team. Right, and I think that's great, Callie, because the people who can put their ego to the side and know that they need to contribute in different ways and makes up a great team, and I think that's why... That, that goes into why you guys are so successful as a team and, and are going to the big dance. But from a team standpoint, you know, you guys finished the regular season with an impressive 28-4 and record. And what makes this team different from the other teams that got selected for March Madness as well? The adversity that we faced this season. We, uh, we've had countless injuries. I don't know if you've been following our whole season, but okay. the amount of injuries, sickness... I mean, at one point we had seven players. The last time we played Stanford at Stanford, we had seven oh, that wow. were able to play. Wow. And uh, we held them in the first half, and we were with them until we kind of ran out of steam. But I think just something that separates us from other teams is our ability to uh, overcome adversity just because we've had to deal with it all season. And you're saying if we could go all the I really – I think that our group this year has something special because of the adversity that we've, we've faced. Other people would have stepped up that not necessarily thought they were going to get time this year. And I think that just makes us that, that much more deep. And uh, just we, we can rely on anybody at this point to really step up for our team because of the stuff that we face throughout the season. Right, and that's great to hear, especially knowing that you guys can go deep. Um, but you said you guys played, you only played seven people against Stanford. You talked about how you guys stayed ready and how you got some of the players on the team they're not used to getting big, significant minutes, but they were ready to go when their name was called. And that comes from leadership, most importantly. So how is the leadership like within the program and 
how is the relationship with your coaches? What, what, what does the coaches preach the most? Push you guys to another level that you thought you could, could never, you know, take it. Yeah, I think staying ready is the biggest thing, like you said, because you, you never know what's going to happen. It's a long season. Right. We, we, five months we've been going at this. You you really don't know. I You told us that we was playing seven people, three of which have never played significant min, minutes in collegiate basketball. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. So I think just staying ready is something that the coaches harp on because you never know when you're going to be put in that position so yeah it sucks to not play as much at the beginning of the year but shoot four people go down next thing you know you're starting against mm-hmm. Stanford you, you just always got to be ready and put in that work so that when your time does come you're ready for the opportunity how many upperclassmen do you guys have on the team we got quite a few um COVID kind of messed things up so I don't know exactly how many would you classify as actual seniors and stuff yeah. but I would say the majority of our team is is upperclassmen. Okay, and can you rely on those upperclassmen to guide you through any misdirection that you might have got into? Can you can they guide you on the court, and most importantly, can they guide you off the court and showing you how everything is done with college? Because when you when you come into high when when you come from high school, academics are easier. You know, your time management is manageable. But when you get to college, man, you got a whole bunch of stuff that you got to do all at once um, with school, with, you know, representing the university well, um, representing your family well, and just, you know, going to class, making sure your academics are right. Did they seem to help you and guide you in the right direction um, when you first got on campus on and off the court? Definitely. I, I like what you said. I mean, there's so many things that people don't even think about from a collegiate athletic perspective of coming into college and the differences people usually just think the game is a lot faster or just the workouts are harder but i mean you're asking 18 year old kids to go away from everything that they've done and be on their own and it's just it's a whole different environment and i think that what really helped me they had a couple seniors last year that really helped the transition and just making us feel welcome and the questions that we had because it is a completely different environment that you can't you can't prepare for it just kind of something that you're thrown into right so i'm, I'm really grateful for the people last year that helped us out because it is hard if you're going through it alone because you really have no clue what you're getting yeah, thrown into absolutely and then I, I harp on the most about all the athletes i had on was the relationship with their coaching staff can you how is the relationship and the connection with your coaches right now i know you only play you've been there for two years almost and i know you only played you know, one full season or not almost a full season. But how is the connection and the relationship with your with your head coach most importantly? Can you depend on your coach can you depend on your coach to be there for you? Can you pick up the phone? Let's take basketball out of the equation right now. Can you pick up the phone and just talk about life with your coach and what you're going through if you having any mental health struggles or if you having any, you know, battles within your mind or, or in your life right now that's affecting you uh can you pick up the phone and honestly call your coach and have that tough conversation with your coach uh, i can i can say that honestly i can my head coach I, I i believe i can do that too and my assistants as well i think the biggest thing a piece of advice that was given to me coming out of high school all these kids not saying that these big time programs are have bad coaching or anything like that but they're so easy to just go for the facilities, go for right, us. But at the right. end of the day, it's the people there. Mm. Are your coaches going to be there for you? Because um, that makes the biggest difference on your experience. And so having the supportive coaches, like I said, I can call 
And I'm glad that you brought that up because you can't go to a college because of the name. And I've seen so many guys in my class from high school and then so many guys from, you know, they all went them Big Ten offers because I'm from Columbus, Ohio. So we want we want that Duke offer, that 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 yeah. uh, Kentucky offer. You guys from the West Coast, you want that US, USC, UCLA offer. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, are you going there for the name? Because I've seen a lot of guys go to them colleges and they end up transferring mm-hmm. uh, once or twice and you never hear about them. Um, instead mm-hmm. of going to a college that wants to accept you, uh, on and off the court wants to help you and wants to help you become a better person, most importantly, off the court. So, yeah, man, like, I've I, I, like I seen a lot of guys who, who went Division One and transferred to Division Two. Like, it's okay to go to Division Three. It's okay to go to Division Two. It's, it's okay to go to Division One. It doesn't matter. You averaged 21 and 11 in high school, if I can recall correctly, and you won, you won a state championship, right? So what stuck out to Gonzaga the most? Because I know you had more offers than just Gonzaga. So why Gonzaga and what makes Gonzaga, you know, women's basketball program different than other Power 5 schools? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the last question and just at the end of the day, the family atmosphere is really what sold it for me. Um, Because I'm I'm a big family person. I I love my family at home. I miss them quite a bit. Um, But I just wanted to know that I would be taken care of and that I would be seen as family if I went to a program. Um, I feel like Gonzaga really cared about me as a person more more than just an athlete. Of course, they want a basketball player, but at the end of the day, it's the person that they cared about that they were recruiting, and I, that really stuck out to me. Not the other programs didn't, but I just that was the right fit as far as family competition wise. Um, known for being a very competitive program, so right, awesome. That's awesome to hear, Kylie. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, we did touch up on this a little bit before we got on the episode, but. You know, your main reason, what what was your main reason? I want the viewers to listen to this and know this. What was your main reason why you redshirted last season? What went into that decision? What was the main yeah. reason why you, why you did all that and redshirted? Yeah, so coming into Gonzaga, I didn't know I was going to redshirt at the time. I was coming in, I was going to play that my freshman year. I was kind of like a freshman in the sense that everybody thinks you're going to average 25 a game just like you did in high school. Right, right, and right. Really guy, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Unrealistic. And, I mean, in certain cases, you can, but mm-hmm. unrealistic expectation for yourself. And, I, for like, we practiced for the first couple weeks, and I kind of saw how things were going. And uh, there were some kids that stayed back because of COVID. They had a couple COVID years, so there were some older kids that were playing over me at the time. And I just took a step back. And uh, at the end of the day, I, I prayed about it. Um, awesome. I talked to my family. And uh, it just seemed like I would rather a full year of playing, if that would be my fifth year if I were to redshirt, than to sit on the bench this season. Right. I, I still have a lot to grow as a person, as a basketball player. The transition is also tough coming into college. And so I feel like to make the most out of that year and improve and get better. And I'm going to be honest with you, it sucked not being able to play, even if I were to just be able to play a little bit. But um, yeah, right. I feel really, at the end of the day, I'm 100% still confident in my decision. So I feel like I grew, I grew so much more as a person and appreciated the game that it was taken away from me, the playing time. Right. And just really focused on getting better that redshirt year. I, I'm, a, I'm a very pro redshirt person. You, I talk to some people and they, you know, just, just play it out and transfer. But I... I think that redshirting is definitely a good thing in some people's cases, and it was for me. 
Right. People come, you know, people are in different situations. Did you actually play any games that year? Because I know you can play a few games and then, you you know, you can redshirt. Did you play at all that season or how many games did you play? Yeah, I played in the exhibition game and then I played in the squad scrimmage. And then after that, how it was presented to me was that if you just chose to do it, you have to choose now. And that's when I Okay. I don't, I don't know about the exact rules for how many games you can yeah. play. I, I didn't play in actually. Any okay. Games, okay. Nice. That's interesting. Did the redshirt year put a chip on your shoulder for this season? From an individual standpoint, did you feel like you had something to prove? Not to anybody. Did you have something to prove to yourself? Most importantly. Heck yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like my redshirt year, I put so much work in that people didn't see. I mean, like countless hours by myself in the gym, in the weight room, mm-hmm. and I think just being able to show that off now, after sitting out that whole year, it's like. Man, this is what I can do. Like, I, I waited for this opportunity. I worked for this moment. That's the biggest thing for me. Okay. Um, and also, I kind of talked about earlier, but, um, like, the, having basketball, the ability to play in the game being taken away from you um, has just totally changed my perspective on the game now because I, I don't care. I mean, I obviously care if I, if I play bad or if we win and stuff. But just the ability to play at the end of the day and, like, God watching over me and letting me work through him through that Amen. has just been the the biggest focus of my game now um compared to where in the past i've been if i'm not scoring 20 a game it was a bad game i mean now after that redshirt year when i didn't play at all now any game i'm able to go in the game i'm like shoot this is a blessing just to be able to be up there right play. absolutely Kylie. and having those talks talks with god it makes you understand that you're you're, you're playing for him as well and yep. you can't do no wrong as long as you go out there and put 110% effort into what you do and, you know, getting extra reps in and stuff and having no regrets. And I tell you, I tell all the athletes that come on my podcast, when it's all said and done and when the air come out your ball, you want to sit back later in life and be like, damn, I have no regrets. I left it. I, I give everything that I had. Like I push myself to exhaustion every single day. And I think the worst thing for as a, you know, the worst thing as an athlete is to sit back when you're older and be like, damn, I could have done this. I could have, I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have done this. So that's great to, to hear that, you know, your talks with God helps you. When you have the support system and the foundation that you've been brought up, that also can help you help push you through stuff that you thought you might not can get through. So that's awesome, Callie. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, switching topics a little bit. Walk me through mindset. Uh, on how you prepare for a game. How do you calm your nerves before a game and focus on the task at hand? That's a good question. It kind of changes through me throughout the years, my my preparation going into games, what that routine or my mindset. I think music, one, is a big thing for me before games, just getting my mind right. Who you listen um, to before the games? Just, I listen to everything, but um, <laughs> right now I'm really been on... Uh, J. Cole quite a bit. Nice. That's my... Nice. That's not... That's a a great choice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think also the mindset going into the preparation is probably the biggest thing for me. Um, Just a couple things that I think about the work that I have put in has prepared me for this moment. And then, like you were saying earlier, you know, whatever happens out there, God's my ultimate purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. And I think that really lifts a weight off my shoulders, no matter what I, how I perform. At the end of the day, it's 
is for him one and he's going to take care of it too and uh, to end this episode i'll leave you with this question what's your overall perspective on mental health and at gonzaga within the women's basketball program is mental health talked about a lot uh, throughout the season because i know you know, certain some of your teammates can can be going through certain stuff with family stuff or with, you know, being in a slump with you know classes with social life being socially divided from others. Um, but is mental health talked about? You know, throughout the season, do the coaches check in on you guys and make sure you, y'all's mental is okay and, and everything is going okay off the court? But like, what's your whole perspective though on on mental health in general? Yeah, I think that mental health is if not one of the biggest parts of the game i mean you can work out ten thousand hours but if you're not if you're not if your mental health is not good then it's not going to matter at the end of the day um but putting mental health at the top of the pyramid for importance for athletes just because there's also been some things that's going on this year with other athletes around the country just with mental health and i think that Gonzaga's done a very good job in doing this um, with the resources, and we have meetings. We used to have meetings nearly once a month about this kind of stuff That's and awesome. the resources available. I love which that. I think is, is awesome just to say that people from the staff are on our side and they're aware of how hard it is to be a college athlete. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge mental health athlete because I think it's so important, and I think it's, like I said before, it's a huge part of performance as well, and it's, it's very connected to that. Great. That's awesome to hear that you guys have the resources and and talk about it, you know, throughout the season. That's great to hear. Make sure you guys support Cali Stokes and the Gonzaga Women's Basketball Program as they take on Ole Miss on Friday at Stanford. I'll be tuning in and uh, I'll be keeping tabs on you. But thank you so much for allowing me to interview you and ask, you know, tough questions and personal questions and and just thanks for the overall connection and reaching back out to me. I appreciate it, Callie. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Good luck on Friday. I'll be watching. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.